Well, hi everybody, Gonk Holskin here for the Awful Neutral Podcast. I'm currently taking a break from swabbing the dick of my airship. Captain Mount doesn't know I'm shirking my duties to tell you how much I appreciate you listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. As a total barbarian pirate, I don't often get to express my softer side. Underneath this hard shell beats a tender heart, and you made it grow at least two sizes because of your support. Now, if you'd be totally awesome and give us a five-star rating and a nice review on iTunes, it would make my heart swell up another size. Some say it's unhealthy to have a heart this big, but it worked for Fantasyland's Armstrong, so it works for me. Oh, oh, I'm getting a mental message from Captain Mal. She says, get back to work! I guess she can see me from the crow's nest. Anyway, please join our Patreon for exclusive content and more. And thanks again for listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master, Damien Mercado. This is going to be a very special Origins episode. With me today is Dave Callens as... Kevin, noble tabaxi paladin. And Salvador Viesca as... Lothario de la Pulga, noble scumbag. The noblest of scumbags. (laughs) The scumbaggiest of nobles. So both of their characters have been reduced to level three. Curse of the flashback deleveling. That is right, fans. We are going to tell the story of when Lothario met Kevin. Three years and two months ago, the tyrannical kingdom of Bellaria fell. The harsh vassal state on the fringes of the empire experienced a long overdue rebellion. The new civilian government restored the city to its rightful name, Cranksport. The spark of much-needed revolution in this case was a literal one. A fire broke out in the Baron of Bellaria's keep, burning the cruel Baron and his lieutenants alive. The keep was thought to be impregnable. Until Lothario showed up, hey yo! I pulled the words right out of my mouth. Too many, the individual who saved the people of Cranksport is a mystery. Some think the fire was the work of the gods. Some think it's the work of clever magic. Others think it was just a clever accident. But if you drink at a CDNF tavern, or know somebody who knows how to get things, or just have a dope-ass dealer, then maybe you've heard the tale of Lothario de la Pulga. Rumor has it that he's an eight-foot-tall, cloaked figure that's half-man and half-cat, able to break into even the most mighty fortress best its traps, slay its guards, and slip away unnoticed. Legends in the underworld have taken note of the young Lothario de la Pulga. However, the story of what actually happened that night is a far more comical tale. We zoom in on Lothario. He has a look of confidence on his face. Lothario, with a combination of luck and skill, you have just scaled 50-foot stone walls, avoided armed sentries, tricked the Baron's hounds using a decoy link of sausages, 
and solve the weird puzzle statue that for some reason is in the keep's entry chamber. Such an inconvenience to the staff. <laughs> I like to think that some of our listeners are like, you know what? Fuck Damien's camera direction. I'm not zooming in on him. I'm going to pan left. <laughs> Comedy lives in the wide angle. <laughs> yeah, I remember that puzzle was weird because there was a, a, a painting that showed me exactly how I needed to arrange the statues right in front of me. It was just hard as hell sliding them into place and rearranging them. <laughs> That's the same thing that the butler tells all the new staff. If you ever can't finish the statue puzzle, just look at the painting on the wall. Don't tell any thief that might come into this place. Exactly. <laughs> I'm getting a very Resident Evil 2 vibe. You see the painting says Raccoon City. <laughs> Maybe the real puzzle is the work you did on yourself along the way. <laughs> you know what, guys? Let's go home. <laughs> Finally, after all these challenges, Lothario sees his target right in front of him. <gasps> He sees the Baron's treasury. Lothario thinks to himself that this was easier than he thought. Maybe there is time to seduce the Baron's probably sex-starved wife after all. I'm going for the thieves hat trick. <laughs> Fucking legend! He pictures his thief frat brother saying, You approach the door to the Baron's treasury, and the door slides open relatively easily. I don't think he anticipated thieves making it past the statue puzzle and didn't see the need for a lock. Before you... You see ornate vases, you see golden statues, you see piles of jewels. Wow. <laughs> but the thing that catches Lothario's eye, almost as if it's backlit perfectly to showcase itself dramatically, you see on a pillow a glass vial filled with a clear non-discernible fluid inside. What? What is that? Looks like, looks like a juice is in there, but it's, it's calling them. He almost doesn't notice the White Claw logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a sugar-free monster. <laughs> almost as if acting on instinct, takes a couple steps into the room, not completely ignoring the golden jewels to his right and left, but fixated on something that tells him this is why he's here. He takes two steps in and he feels a stone beneath him sink into the ground. Immediately, the door leading into this treasury closes. Oops. Whoopsie-daisy. And a speaker above him says, Please stay where you are. The Baron enjoys his sleep, but will be down in the morning to slay you alive. Please enjoy your last night on this earth. Wow, that was oddly comforting. <laughs> then this recording did not properly convey the terror you should be feeling. I don't know why we recorded this. Is anybody going to say the exact one? <laughs> I could go for a fling. It just sounds so pleasant the way you deliver it. Am I talking to a recording? Ah, all right. I got to get out of here. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. All right, rolling. I got I got two 14s. Which one did I choose? Lothario, you take a quick scan of the room. You're trying to find anything that can get you out. Uh, you notice there are no windows in this place. It is just complete solid stone wall and a heavy locked oak door behind you. At that point, you hear a very unwelcome message in your head. Lothario? Lothario, God damn it. You went to the Baron's castle, did you not? Nico, answer me. Uh-oh. I thought I... I thought I muted her calls. <laughs> I am speaking to you through magic. I can hear your thoughts. I am using the message spell if you would like to be very specific. Wait, you can hear my thoughts? Like all, all the ones I've had or just the ones I'm having? Just while the spell is active. Okay, so you can't find any of my thoughts from when I was like a teenager? No, should I have been eavesdropping on you as a teenager? No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. 
Oh, good. Then she, you can almost hear her cross herself <laughs> on her end of the message. <laughs> Lothario, I told you. I told you you were not ready to take the Baron's castle. You are not prepared for what is inside. If I mean, you're saying that, but I'm in here, and it's, think, you know, things are going pretty good right now. I got past all the guards, got past the dogs with my sausage idea. I mean... Did you step on the trap in the treasury? Did you? That sounds like a tongue twister. Oh, my God. Mom... Don't make me say it because you're in my thoughts, so you know I... You know. So what do I do to get out? Is this because I would not let you go to your spring break trip to go party down in Port? I told you, mister, you need to bring home good grades. It was not me who forced you to fall asleep in lockpicking class. Well, what if I bring home good treasure instead? Huh? Huh? I will chunkler you slightly less. Mom, you've chunkled me so many times that it's kind of lost all meaning. <sighs> Well, if you don't get out of this trap, allow your mother to help. Tell me what's in the room with you. Okay, um, there's a big oak door right behind me. Uh-huh. And a wall. Uh-huh. And a wall. It seems like there's a bunch of treasure littered around. There's this this is alluring vial with some, like, um, soda, juice, liquid in it. It's it's calling to me. It's on a... looks like a crown royal pillow. Okay, well, this contract was not meant for you, so this information you was not meant for your ears, but clearly, if I do not tell you, I'm going to lose a son. He's going to be flared alive like the stupid Miho that he is. Oh my god, Mom, just tell me how to get out of here. Do you have a lawyer there sitting and... No, no, no. I have not properly shamed you and made you feel guilty as if you do not love your mother because a good son would have listened to his mother, but you clearly have no regard for your mother's feelings. I'm ready to listen to you now, Mom. For starters, can I take my foot off this stone, or is something going to happen when I release it? Oh, no, you can take your foot off the stone. The Baron likes to see those who have wronged him die by his own hands. Do not worry. Oh, that's nice to hear. Okay, uh, what you're not supposed to hear is that the vial in front of you, we were hired by an unknown source to steal that. That was the intention of the contract. So that's why you know so much about this place already. Okay, okay. Believe it or not, your mother knows what she is doing. Unlike her son, who only knows how to hurt his mother. Oh, God. Morlin. Hey, to be fair, he also knows how to disappoint her. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know who said that, but that voice from the heavens that I completely agreed. Oh, he knows how to disappoint his mother. Oh, sorry, chat roulette. I stumbled into the wrong room. Adios. Who is that man masturbating and telling me how to raise my child? Okay, Lothario, that vial is able to magically conjure whatever substance the user dreams of. So, you are in a large stone room. My plan, everything else failed, was to imagine a substance that could burn through stone. If you do that and properly apply it to the walls, you will probably be able to escape. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just a master thief. And what do you know? You're just a disappointment of a son. That is incredibly specific, Mom. How do I... Uh channel that energy though i mean do i just kind of i don't drink it right because i want to drink it so bad something about it makes me want to drink it i just picture lothario already drank it when he asks that question <laughs> i'll go with that mom i'm only asking because i drink a little bit now we're gonna roll a d20 we're gonna see what the baron had in this file beforehand this is just a luck roll the higher you roll the more advantageous the substance will be the lower you roll the, the worse it will be all right a little quick coaching sesh uh, with sal I want you to roll high. All right, deal. I rolled a 14. There was Mountain Dew in that vial. That vial had was a carbonated beverage? It was a carbonated beverage. It tasted like the dew of a mountain. Can it be Baja Blast? I was going to say, if you rolled one point higher, it would have been code red, but you blew it. <sighs> it's Baja Blast instead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, this this kind of tastes like gamer fuel. <laughs> 
Honey, you, you got lucky. For all you know, the Baron could have had semen or perhaps urine in that vial before. It's whatever. I do not know what sick perversions the Baron had. Clearly, this Baron is a gamer. I thought he would be a much more perverted man. You got lucky. No, this, yeah, no, I got real lucky. This is perfect. It's got a little bit of caffeine. It's, it's getting me to think. All right, all right. I can figure this out. How to get out of here? Lothario grabs the vial and thinks for a second about a substance. He doesn't know personally what substance can burn through stone, but that's the magical device's job. Oh, you know what to do? It's stone melting fluid. <laughs> Lothario concentrates real hard and the vial begins to become very hot. He has to hold it by the metal ends. He can't hold it by the glass part anymore. What if a, a trait of the vial is that the vial itself changes to distribute the liquid appropriately? I like that even better. As the vial changes to this substance, it looks like it's a green raging fire, but within a liquid and contained within this glass, as this liquid fills the vial, the vial changes. It's able to hold slightly more liquid. The protective glass becomes thicker. Hand guards. I was thinking it'd be cool if it looked like one of those spray bottles, like a Windex spray bottle. Yes. The top, which before looked like a screw-off metal top, magically transforms into a generic spray bottle. This is awesome. Is this a trigger? What does this say? What does this nozzle do? It says off or spray. All right, let's twist it to spray. Now, Lothario, I need for you to apply that to the wall in front of you, and hopefully that will be the key to your escape. Okay. Yeah, 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 no problem. Uh, let's give it a couple of squirts. Lothario sprays the wall in front of him. This green, viscous substance sprays onto the wall in front of him and immediately starts melting its way through the feet of stone wall in front of him. It's like the blood from James Cameron's aliens. (laughs) Awesome. Lothario takes a couple more sprays. Lothario notices that everywhere he sprays, it melts a hole through the stone, but on the edges burns a very hot fire. So Lothario actually has to create this substance a few times in order to create a hole big enough so that he's not touching this green, almost white hot fire. So you're saying I'm I'm basically Windexing, like putting effort into it, like I'm putting manual labor? Yes, but you have to do it very quickly because you notice the stone catching fire. Whatever the substance is, it's burning hotter and hotter. So, um, all right, so I'm going to grab a couple. I'm in a room full of jewels too, right? So can I grab a couple jewels? You certainly may. All right, I think it's time to get out of here. Time to grab a couple shiny things, stick them in my plentiful pockets. Cargo pants are awesome. I got to say to myself, time to go. This is before you had the money to afford high fashion. You were just a dude who wore cargo pants in college. Yes. <laughs> I didn't cut my hair. Go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand check. I got 16. 16. Uh, plus your sleight of hand modifier of six. You stuff your pockets full of gold and jewels. Like, have you seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to the candy convention and forces Marge to shove her trench coat? That's what Lothario looks like with his cargo shorts. Uh, we're going to say he has a goatee and dreadlocks. I'm going through that, yeah. And is able to narrowly escape. Lothario, you hear guards going crazy. They're trying to get up to save the Baron, but the fire has already eclipsed the stairwell. Guards are trying to bring water and throw it on this fire, but the fire is burning so hot, like a magnesium fire, that it has no effect. It actually just spreads the fire more. Is Lothario Um, oblivious to the fact that he lit that huge fire, though? I don't know, a goblet or something, and I try to put it out? Oh my god, remember uh, no, like in Ghostbusters, when like, don't think of anything, and then the dude accidentally thought of Stay up Marshmallow Man. (laughs) So I was trying to put the fire out. He's like, don't think of kerosene. And then he throws kerosene. He's like, oh shit. I did. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I can't let this fire rage. All right, what could I do? All right, 
water. I get to spray down with some water. Just as long as I don't think of kerosene as I spray. Ah, oh, shit. Alright, you know what? This guy's kind of a dick. Fuck him. I'm out of here. Lothar, roll me a stealth roll. We're gonna see how stealthy you escape. Okay. Oh, crap. I think I hear them coming. I gotta get out of here. I rolled a 10. Now, the guards are pretty distracted, but that doesn't mean that Lothario is able to escape without anybody knowing. Oh, I'm lousy in jewels. I'm so loud right now. <laughs> he tries going slowly, but it's dark and he's trying to make his way down the hillside. He trips on a branch and goes tumbling down the hill. You idiot. He, uh, he's leaking jewels all over the place. He's lost about 10 to 20% of his load. In fact, that's how some people in the village were able to track down that this was intentional, was that leading from the source of the fire was a trail of jewels and gold that abruptly stops at the bottom of the hill, presumably where you stopped rolling. You know, I actually did that intentionally so I could find my way back for more jewels. <laughs> it's like a breadcrumb trail. And we're going to go ahead and leave Lothario, and we're going to move to the city of Duke's Court. We open up on a beautiful, late, peaceful morning in Duke's Court. Bakers, butchers, and all manner of merchants sell their wares in the crowded market district of Duke's Court. No candlestick makers, though. Fuck those guys. We're glad we ran those dirty candle makers out of time. <laughs> a young lady, perchance named Symbol, Tambourine, or some other placeholder of her name, <laughs> walks through the market singing, Bonjour! 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 Her song is violently interrupted when a manhole cover on the sewer, not too far from her, is flung into the air and strikes a baker that the young lady was singing to at the time. The strike hits him in the head and ends his life. Screams of horror can be heard in the distance as a badly injured demonic clown floats through the newly created hole in the sewer on red balloons tied to one hand. He died the way he lived, on accident. <laughs> he lands with a limp and desperately tries to flee, something chasing him. A look of horror covers his evil painted face. From behind him, he hears the holy, righteous voice of his pursuer. Kevin? Send in the clowns to hell. The demonic clown lets go of the balloons in his left hand. You see unholy urine stream down his torn pant legs through his bleeding leg wounds. The broken, horrific claw hand on his right hand trembles in fear. He turns around to stare at Kevin. You wouldn't want to kill Nickelback, would you? I just wanted to make children laugh. I wasn't going to kill you, but now you've released those balloons which will likely end up in the ocean and kill some aquatic life. So I have no choice. Kevin, go ahead and give me an attack roll. What do you, what do you plan on doing? Oh, well, obviously with the hammer, I'd want to treat it like the hammer game at, at a carnival where I would swing the hammer really hard on his foot so hard that it would make his head explode. As the blood rushes up, the buttons on his jacket pop off. 18. I think it was plus 7. You take your hammer. He protects his head, leaving his big red shoes exposed. As, as I rear the hammer back, I do the old carny line. Step right up to your doom and brings the hammer down with crippling force onto his large red clown shoes. You can hear a, you can hear a comical squeak <laughs> as you hear bones crunch beneath the hammer. 
it's almost like Big Trouble in Little China when that henchman dies and he just explodes and begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger until all of that energy is centered around his big red nose. It gets larger and larger until it explodes, taking his head with it. Blood flies all over this peaceful town square and this creature deflates. As he does so, you hear him say, chicken dinner. As he does so, you see in this bloody mess of clown clothes and viscera, two children from the thieving city of Des Moines lay covered in slime and viscera. They slowly start to regain consciousness. They're wearing their thief cloaks. The children are slowly waking up. Thank you, mister. You defeated Nickelback and made him pay for all the people he's hurt. You're a hero, sir. I was told you'd have a chicken dinner for me. Well, family, we don't have much, but we'll pay you anything, sir. And the children go to give Kevin a hug. Just then, you see Duke's Court town guard coming from all over. There is a tiefling man who appears to be a sergeant. He's wearing a name tag that says, Hello, my name is Anthony the Tiefling. For a fan, by the way. He says, All right, all right, what's all this? And who's causing all this racket? We got a baker dead over there. And we go, Oh, we got some thieving children here. You know, there's a bounty on all you thieving kids. These guards really don't seem too interested. The demon that was just slayed here, they immediately reach out and grab the children by their wrist and start putting them in handcuffs. That's right. You guys are going to go to Storybrook Lane. And the children look at the paladin who just rescued them. Mr. Please don't let them take us. Storybook Lane is a prison for children. They make you do hard labor. Please don't. We, our parents are expecting us. Shut up there. If you were good kids, you wouldn't need to go to Storybook Lane. Please, mister. Uh, how many guards are there? Three guards. Damn it. Okay. Um, Kevin puts his hand on the guard who's handcuffing the children. He said, these are not the kids you're looking for, and waves his hand dramatically. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. 16. The guard that you put your hand on goes, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I don't think these are the kids we're looking for and starts taking the handcuffs off the kid. Anthony the tiefling sees this and says, What the bloody hell are you doing, mate? Is this one interfering in arrest? And Anthony the tiefling immediately grabs Kevin's wrist and begins putting him in handcuffs, shouting, Stop resisting! Stop resisting! I'll be honest with you, I did not expect that to work. So the one guard, I know I only tricked him for a moment, but the other two guards, am I able to try to knock their heads together like a couple of coconuts? You absolutely can. You are basically letting this cop grab your wrist and be forceful with you. I'm going to try to knock their heads together. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. Uh, I rolled a six, plus six, so I have a 12. You're able to get both of your hands on the other two guards' heads. You violently pull your hands away from the tiefling sergeant you're able to get your hands on the other two guards and you attempt to slam them together when the very quick thinking sergeant pulls out a wand that acts very similar to a taser and immediately begins uh tasering kevin shouting stop resisting stop <laughs> resisting go ahead and give me another tackle you were gonna say you go down but we're gonna see how much fight you put up Ooh, you're gonna like this natural one kevin your body just went limp as soon as he started tasing you and you started convulsing and the other guards just start beating you and we fade out there we come to 
in the Duke's Court jail. Lothario, your head is killing you. You have perhaps the worst headache of your life. Ever since taking the credit for your mother's idea to burn down the keep, you have been living the highlight. You were on the cover of Young Thief and Assassin Monthly. You are the hot young thing. You are essentially an 18-year-old who just became a millionaire. I I assume Young Thief and Assassin Monthly is like a subscription or like a private magazine. You have to know someone to get it. No, it was just a one-shot issue. It was just a one-time thing they did. They just decided to call it monthly for some reason. (laughs) Since people are illiterate, most people don't really know what a month is, so it's just this word most people don't understand, so you can go ahead and use it as a fancy college term on publications. Lavario, you were partying hard last night. As a matter of fact, being the toast of the thieving world and the sexy face of it is taxing and draining on a young man. Some days you wake up not remembering what you did the night before. As a matter of fact, Lothario, go ahead and give me a d20 roll. This is going to be a luck roll. Roll in a 10. Okay, I love it. The police sergeant comes up to Lothario. He throws some water in your face, rudely waking you up and forcing you to confront your headache. No, I was running away from that. Ah. Hey, I requested uh, sparkling water. What is this shit? You see a halfling man dressed in a prison guard uniform standing in front of you. Uh, hey. Wild nod, eh? Some would say it was legendary. How could I help you, officer? We've had a lot of fun calls as constable of guard here of the town, but... And since you rolled a 10, which is a mid-roll, picking up somebody fornicating with the governor's maid in the middle of his estate, well, that's a new one for me, mate. (gasps) Who would do such a thing? I guess, which two people would do such a thing? Uh, Don't worry, we got a recording. And he summons a magical item that looks like a miniature record player, and Lothario can hear his voice. Uh, Whatever this recording of you blacked out drunk interacting with the police. This is their recording of it. Oh, hold on, hold on, mate. Let the lady put her clothes on. What are you doing here in the governor's residence? Why are you in this courtyard? You know, we got a lot of calls about this. Put your pants on, sir. Wait, what? Hold, hold on, hold on one second, sir. Uh, wait, is that your shirt or my shirt? Is that... I'm pretty sure those were my pants. <laughs> These are your pants. <laughs> okay. These boots are sweet. Did I tell you how sweet? All right, yeah, man. What's what's going on? Okay, I'll help you, man. So you're having a good time tonight, mate? Clearly, being interrupted by the police is not enough to um, unarouse you at all. Would you mind putting that thing away, sir? <laughs> well, you know what they say, like, you, like, discover new things about you all the time. Maybe this is a new kink. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to step back with that thing. I will consider that a weapon. I turned to, I turned to her, to the, to the maid. You know what? I, th- I think I'm into exhibitionism. I think I'm digging this. All right, let's just take him in. No, 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 wait, 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 no, no, but, but no. No, no, no. And the recording ends. That is a convincing voice actor, let me tell you. Oh, uh, trust me, it's you, mate. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the governor wants your head on a park. He doesn't like people coming by seducing his house staff. But if you had rolled a one on that luck check, you would have been caught with the governor's donkey. And if you had rolled a 20, you would have been caught with the governor's uh, sex addict daughter. Oh my god, now I'm going to have crazy FOMO. I must say, we're, we're mighty impressed. You know, the governor is lucky. I could have been with way more things in his keep than just his maid, alright? Oh, don't doubt that you could have. Not saying that I did, or I was, but I'm saying, had I been there last night, 
I could have. I don't dare at all that we caught the fox in the hen house, and he could have done a lot more damage with his dick. Oh yeah, this fox foxes a lot of stuff. I think you would have had me and my partner here uh, if we didn't put handcuffs on you. He says, laughing, walking away. Thario, you examine the room, and you see a very sad-looking tabaxi in heavy armor sitting across from you in the cell. Kevin, you've been there about two days, and you have not been fed. You are very hungry. Kevin, you see a thief sitting in front of you, somebody who you normally would never associate with, but... Uh, Kevin is sadly playing a harmonica, by the way. Roll me a performance check. Alright, uh, performance modifier, plus three. So two plus three, he rolled a five. Lothario, your head is going to explode, and this fucking cat and his harmonica are probably the reason that your hangover will claim your life. <laughs> ah, oh my god, oh my god, okay, take me the fuck away from here. Hey, hey, can you stop that, man? It's enough that I'm getting handcuffed. Now I have to listen to you. Kevin takes her rock away from his mouth, and he looks at the, the new guy who just brought in, and he says, Welcome to the inside, my friend. You'll get used to it in here. And then he starts playing some more. That same guard rushes in and starts banging his nightstick against the bar, saying, Quiet down, you! I told you, people who attack constables don't get to play music, let alone shitty music. Don't make me go in there and have to take that harmonica from you. Kevin Kevin looks incredulously at the guard, then he looks at a Lothario and he says, But this man doesn't even have a harmonica. And then he starts playing his own harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him bully you, my friend. The guard goes over and picks up one of those taser wands, and I'm going to go ahead and roll. We're going to see what happens. He rolled an 18. So he grabs one of those tasers and shoots it into the cell at Kevin. A jolt of mini lightning escapes the tip of this magic wand. Kevin uh, Kevin has gotten used to this shock. He's kind of a, almost dependent on it now. He's, he's jonesing for it as he sees the wand coming. He's like, yes. That's right. Give daddy his medicine. Kevin, high off of his electrical fix that he just got. The guard, speaking to Lothario, you know, the governor wants your head. Well, it's right here. You can come and get it. Instead of putting me down here with this musician. (laughs) Oh, he's coming to get it. Don't get me wrong. Truth be told, we're not big fans of the governor here. He cut a lot of our fun, so we're probably going to uh, keep you here, string up this whole execute you thing in red tape. So uh, you probably got at least a month or two in this cell to uh, get acquainted with everybody before we kill you. So that's good news. Oh, man. Hey, you know what? I can actually sympathize with you, guardsmen. Uh, the bureaucracy is a real bitch, and dealing with all that red tape's probably weighing so much on you. It is. Um, I guess if it's a month, I mean, we're going to get to know each other. So uh, nice to meet you. I'm Lothario de la Pulga. I prefer tea over coffee if you serve anything in the mornings. Thank you. Kevin jumps into the middle of this after Lothar's introduction and yells proudly, And my hammer! He reaches for his wand, but then looks at Kevin's excited face as he does so and says, You know what? <laughs> I, I better not. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of comforting to know I'm going to die in a month, because I don't think I can handle this guy for too much longer. You're telling me he's in here all the time rousting us about things. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm talking to the guard again. He's, uh, he's a little thick, isn't he? Oh, uh, the thickest gets serious and looks back at you for a second. Well, I apologize, your highness. 
Uh, the rest of the rooms here at the Ritz, we are booked. It is a convention weekend. We'll do our best to get you into a room with the King Solar's bed as soon as possible. We know you have reservations. Attica! Attica! Times are kind of tight right now, so coffee with creamer or tea is probably not on the menu. But for this... And he brings over a saucer of rancid milk to Lothario. Hmm. Just like mom used to serve. <laughs> While this does not look appetizing for a hungover Lothario, to a tabaxi paladin who can't take his eyes off of this saucer of milk, this is more food than he's had since he was brought in for attempting to rough off constables. Like, right as Lothario's about to dump it onto the floor, he catches uh, Kevin's eyes. Uh, hey, uh, not for nothing, man, but you look like you could use some of this. You wanna, you wanna split? Split your milk? I mean, you can get it started. I'm not hungry right now, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Feel free to, you know, take what you need, man. Kevin stands and, and uh, places his hand on Lothario's shoulder and very heartily and sincerely addresses him. Many thanks, my good man. No use crying over split milk. Crickets can be heard in the distance. Kevin doesn't know what this means. <laughs> Lothario just, like, looks over at the giant paw on his shoulder and laughs nervously. <laughs> with a very thick milk mustache uh, addresses Lothario again. I owe you a life debt, my friend. I am Kevin, noble tabaxi paladin. I am uh, I'm Lothario de la Pulga. Nice to meet you. And there you have it. End of the episode. What'd you guys think? I'm just kidding. Lothario is executed a month later. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, then it gets sexy. Two things start to happen. Lothario realizes that despite how hungover he is, if he doesn't escape, he's probably going to die. And Kevin realizes at that point that many of his uh, lawful good uh, perception of his lawful good perception of thieves and people in the underbelly didn't tell the whole picture. This man gave away half of his prized rancid milk to a paladin who he had no reason to. This is going to be Kevin's uh, decoder ring moment, like in a Christmas story, where he just realizes it's just a disillusionment. He's like, son of a bitch. Hey, um, Kevin, I, I got a, I got a proposition for you, man. What is it, my friend? How about I give you the last half of my milk, and you help me break this lock, and we can both get out of here. Oh, you just want to open this lock? And Kevin walks over and just unlocks it with his fingernail. Yeah, oh, yes. Dude, take the milk, please. Kevin goes over to the lock, but sticks his nail in, and almost makes it look like the years of Lothario's training were for nothing, opens the gate. That was incredible. Okay, yeah, four years of school all for nothing. That's fine. That's fine. You can do it in a second. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's let's get out of here. And you can have the milk on me. As, as Lothario goes to step the door, Kevin stops him and he closes the door while the stone says, like, no, we, we cannot leave, my friend. We are in jail. No, no, but we can because you open the door so then we can leave and then be out of jail. But we have broken the law, and now we must await our fate. Laws, maws, goofs, and guffaws. No one cares about laws, man. They, they change with the rulers, and guess what? Not every ruler makes sound just laws. All right, look at the Baron. He made it legal to behead and kill people under suspicion of crimes that he had no evidence of. And now that he's gone, the laws change? Come on, man. You have your own personal laws. You have your internal laws. I say that your law should be to be free. 
That's one of my laws, and I'm getting the hell out of here. I, I believe my law is to be free. Boom. There you go. But we must wait here for someone to let us out. You know, I don't know if you know this about yourself, and maybe you have to look inward, buddy, but you're that someone. Uh, Lothario rolled a perception check with advantage. Plus, I mean, how long have you been here? They haven't even fed you in, what, two days, three days? Oh, yes, it has been a while. I rolled a ten. Kevin, roll me a an intelligence check with disadvantage. Five minus one, four. Kevin, he makes a great point. <laughs> you make a great point. Hey, I can see by that twinkle in your eye I'm making a valid point. So what do you say, man? You want to get out of here? You make a very valid point. Now if only we could pick this lock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is locked again. Uh, go ahead and roll me a dexterity check and we're going to see if Kevin is able to unlock it again. If it's low, does that mean he breaks a nail? <laughs> 16. Kevin uh, is able to insert his claw again and unlocks the lock. How about how about he actually just like, he tries to do it again and the door just falls off? <laughs> I like that even better. But wait, wait, wait. Also, as, as part of this, it's Lothario using Kevin's hand as if it was just a tool that he's... <laughs> like Kevin's not doing himself. Lothario takes his hand. And... Yeah, uh, Lothario begins using Kevin's hand as a lockpick. He's about to hear the click of the lock when all of a sudden the governor's cutbacks to the town guard comically take effect as the door rusts open and falls open in front of Lothario and Kevin. <laughs> Lothario and Kevin are just holding hands looking at each other now <laughs> okay well time to go let's go you know milk's on me at least the first two rounds buddy great job today that a halfling guard comes back in sees you with kevin's hand picking the lock and rushes in to stop you to grab the wand and at that point the door falls on him knocking him unconscious beautiful oh also as we're leaving our cell i mean i'm assuming there's other people in it's like a large holding cell uh just before we leave kevin walks over to just some other random person in the cell and uh address him and says you're in charge here now. Take care of them. And then he goes to leave. A hungover Aladrin lady with a grizzled voice looks up and says, Fuck off, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you guys walk over the unconscious guard's body. Due to the design of jails, there is only one way in and out. As you leave, though, Kevin, you see on the doorway to your left a bell. It's a bright, shiny bell. Even tauntingly so, hanging from the bell part in the middle is a piece of string with a leather mouse toy hanging from it. Oh no. What is it, my birthday? And he takes a pat at it. So Kevin, I think we got like three, two options maybe to get out of here. We can take the rooftops. We can hop our way out of town. I think you're pretty agile. Or maybe hop on the train ride right out of here or we can just head to the top of this keep and it's not too far from the main bridge out of town hide in the trade routes maybe get smuggled out either way could work lothario doesn't get a response for a troubling amount of time kevin what are you doing he turns over his shoulder just in time to see kevin staring at this bell it says above it alarm system Kevin just starts swiping at this bell. It's like the slow motion scene where at the end of Usual Suspects when he drops the coffee cup. In slow motion, Lothario sees Kevin bat at this bell. As soon as he does, all the other bells within this jail start ringing. You can hear guards from all over this prison start screaming and wondering what the hell's going on. Red lights start to blink on and off in each room Lothario can see. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to swat at this? Go ahead. <laughs> Kevin, no. Bad Kevin. He pulls out the spray bottle. It's water now. Kevin, no. Get down from there. Get down from there. 
Bad Kevin. In the back of Lothario's mind, he knows two things. One, he has to get his stuff. He had that vial on him. Uh, Kevin, you probably want your stuff too. You had a good hammer and your armor. Uh, you, so you got so the evidence room is in an adjacent room. You guys know that you have a very small window to get your stuff and get the hell out. All right. Well, we didn't have a lot of time to get out of here, and now we have less time. So let's get moving, bud. You can bring the bell with you like it matters. That's how time works, Lothario. <laughs> Cut out that laugh. That was genuine. <laughs> I am now starting a three-minute timer. The first room you see to your right from the room where you are with Kevin and the alarm right behind you is a room that says evidence room. The door is open, is slightly ajar. Go ahead and give me an investigation check, whoever is going to be searching in the room. All right. I rolled a three. I rolled a five. There are all sorts of cubbies. You guys are looking through each one. You guys aren't finding anything. We're going to say 30 seconds has passed. Uh, go and roll me another investigation check. It's got to be somewhere around here. Where the... Ooh, natural one with a modifier of minus one. I rolled a zero. I uh, rolled a seven. Cut to Kevin, like, somehow inside a box. Lothario turns around and sees Kevin in a... Like, just hiding in a box. Kevin's finger punctures a bag of narcotic sleeping powder. And uh, for the next minute... Uh, he's just going to, the effects wear off quickly, but Kevin's kind of has a sense of euphoria and is a bit sleepy. Hey, wake up, wake up. Come on, man. We got to find our stuff. You have a giant hammer that you can't find. Wake up. Uh, I just rolled a 15. Kevin realizes in the corner that, yeah, his big ass hammer probably wouldn't fit in one of these cubbies. And he looks into the corner in the umbrella stand and just sees his hammer sitting next to a bunch of umbrellas. I had a hammer just like that. Keep an eye out for mine. Sounds good. Wait, wait. Give me one more investigation check, Curry. I got a 10. You, you can't find your money, and you can't find your book of scripture from St. Edesius. Got it. Lothario, what was your last roll? 11. You had so many jewels. You had a fat wad of gold, as well as a couple narcotics that you're looking for. In fact, all you can find is this stupid fucking vial, which only helped you escape once and haven't been really been used since. Hey, wait, this is a... A bunch of guards that aren't getting paid well. Maybe they stole the money and I can search them on the way out or something. Uh, you're running out of time, but um, go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand check. The only guard you can really check on the way is that constable you were knocked unconscious with the cell. Okay, I got a, uh, a nine. I don't know if I have any modifiers to add to that. You sure as shit do. You have a plus. So you rolled a 15. So we're going to say that, Lothario, you know that you need to get the hell out of here. You spent a lot of time, and all you got was this stupid vial. It's probably the sense of greed in you that you're like, you know what, I bet one of these fucking guards has my money. You go in, uh, you go back to find that unconscious constable, you rifle through his pockets quickly, and you're able to find one emerald and three rubies that were part of your stash. This is a lot of gold. You don't know where the rest of your stuff is, but you've recovered something. Hell yeah. You also find a bag of catnip. Looks like things are coming up Millhouse. Unfortunately, now you hear guards coming up the stairs. Uh, your options are now limited. You can either try to uh, go, uh, quickly exit on the ground level, in which case you will just be on the city beneath the bridge, or you can rush up to the roof to try to take the bridge out of town. Your call. Uh, I would I would recommend maybe we try to go up and then we can maybe jam or throw something down the stairs if they try to catch up as we try to get away. Kevin, I can hear their footsteps downstairs. Can you hear them? They're coming up. That's the sound they make. Oh, yes, that's adorable. 
Yeah, well, I don't think they're super adorable. You hear that clanging metal sound, too? Uh, but uh, let's get the hell out of here. I don't know if we should go ground level. They probably have people in the streets. Let's go up and out. Hit the bridge. Uh, you guys go towards the roof, which Lothario knows from his experience in the Thieves' Guild that this will exit right next to the entrance to the bridge out of Duke's Court. You start running up as you go to different levels. There's barrels of swords, barrels of musket balls, various different guard supplies. Cut to Kevin looking inside one of the barrels and saying disappointedly, Hmm, no monkeys in this one either. As a barrel crashes into guards, you hear chaos down the stairwell. You bought yourself a little bit of time. Kevin and Lothario begin sprinting across the the bridge. It's a pretty decent sized bridge. It's covering a river and the city on one side and a gorge on the far side, connecting a trade route. This is a pretty decent sized bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a a bridge, buddy. In the middle of acknowledging the vastness uh, of this architectural marvel, you see not more than 300 yards in front of you, a group of guards uh, lining up and blocking your exit on the far side. You turn around and you see the other guards. You guys look around and unless you guys have some idea, the only way out of this is to jump the bridge. How are you with water? I would love a glass right now. Thank you. And then he reaches for the vial. No. Lothario pulls away the bottle of the vial, uh, takes a deep sigh, pulls a piece of rope from his bag, quickly ties it around Kevin. Lothario is about to pee himself. Uh, He knows things are looking dire and jumping off this bridge seems suicidal, but it's his only option. All right, Kevin, just remember, Mama loves you. She did indeed. Lothario takes a few deep breaths. The guards, realizing what's about to happen, start rushing at Kevin and Lothario. They have seconds to act. Just before we jump, Kevin looks at her and says, Wait a second, weren't you on the cover of Thieves and Assassins Monthly? Well, I mean, I don't want to brag, but yeah, that was that was me. Yeah, I knew I recognized you. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that headshot that they went with, but you know what? There's a couple winners inside the map. Let's get out of here. I'm sorry. Lothario chose his anchor wisely. He jumps off the bridge. Kevin is a couple seconds behind him mentally and and imagining what's happening. This gives Lothario enough time to follow the length of the rope and be stopped cushioning his fall as it pulls the mighty paladin over the edge. This just bought Lothario enough time and probably saved his life. Both of you roll me a constitution saving throw. Ooh. 19 plus 2, 21. 3. (laughs) Does Kevin land on top of him? (laughs) Lothario, you don't know what happened. You have flashbacks of landing in the rocky waters. You probably got a concussion from just entering the water. You remember pain as you bounced off several rocks. (laughs) What bothered you most was the joyous laughter of your new tabaxi friend in the background as you were fighting for consciousness. Lothario, you're a good faller. Wish you were a little bit faller. Wish you were a baller. (laughs) That is the last thing Lothario hears. uh, That and a couple ribs breaking on some rocks. (laughs) Before he goes into unconsciousness. Lothario wakes up. He doesn't know where he is. He's in a bed. He looks to be in a quaint tavern that he's never been to. Oh my god, it was all a dream. The cat man, the jail. (laughs) I'm like right next to Kevin. Oh no. Just like Richard Dreyfuss' character in What About Bob, Bob? (laughs) 
Richard Dreyfuss slash Lothario is relieved to not see Bob slash Kevin. He thinks it's all a dream. Tully scans the room and notices a dutiful tabaxi paladin watching over him and, let's say, kneading his lap like a cat would. <laughs> oh, you're awake. Ah, you're real. I'm so glad you were having nightmares about giant cat that was ruining your life. Yeah, man, I think they're turning into daymares now. Lothario tries to move, but there's an intense pain in his ribs and uh, two other places in his body. Ah. Oh, don't try to move. I broke several of your ribs. Why? Did it sound like a xylophone when it happened? Like in the <laughs> shows that I imagine exist in the future? Ah. It sounded like this. Then he presses on his chest some more. Ah! Lothario's head hurts, but not just from the concussion that he is recovering from, but from frustration from his tabaxi friend. He takes a deep sigh, and then Kevin hands him a large bucket filled with gold coins. He opens up the vial and pours another couple gold coins into the bucket. You get the feeling that as part of his life debt, Kevin, whether knowing it or not, was restoring Lothario's fortune while he was asleep. He thought it was just like a slot machine game that he was winning. <laughs> you're, you're goddamn incredible. Where'd, where'd you get the idea to get all this gold? You seem to like it so much. I thought you just might like to have more. Ah, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just a fan of shiny things. You're a fan of bells. We're just a fan of things. I drank so much milk from your vial. It was amazing how much milk was in there. But then when I had had enough, I thought I needed some money to repay you. Lothario, uh, this frustrating creature, maybe it's not friendship at first, but you start to see some value in this sidekick. You start to see the beginnings of a toxic friendship. It's the best kind. Listen, Kevin. Lothario slides his hand over his shoulder. All right, so I'm barely sitting up. You know, buddy, I think... <coughs> Is that blood? Oh, it's probably a hairball. It happens to me all the time. Oh, it's thick. But I think I think we're going to have we're going to have a good good future together. I watch your back, you <coughs> you watch mine. I think things are going to be good. We're going to be rolling in golden milk, my friend. Golden milk. Oh, your back is incredibly messed up right now, I should tell you that. Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be in this shape. Yes, unfortunately, my friend, you'll be confined to bed for quite a while. But don't worry, I'll be here the entire time to keep you company. And then he pulls out his harmonica and starts playing a tune. Thario's arms are too damaged and broken to be able to, like, lift and cover his ears. Ah, Kevin, stop! I can feel you inside me! We're gonna zoom out. And there began a long and exploitative friendship. Alright, guys. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Two people banger. And now we know so much more about them both. Uh, Dave Callens, you played Kevin today. Where can people find you? Uh, stuck in my home during quarantine. Or you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sharkodile. Salvador Viesca, where can people find you? You can find me at Salvador Viesca V on Twitter, Miss Shiana Reeves on Instagram if you want cat pictures, and I'm streaming, since we're in quarantine, on Twitch under Sly Funky Monk. You guys want to catch me and watch me uh, uh, do miserably in video games. It's a good branding strategy to have all your social media be different account names. I like that. Yeah, um, that's what happens when you make things over a 12-year uh, span. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we just got our Patreon up. We have a number of levels. Support the show. If you like what you hear, if we make you laugh, if you look forward to the show every week, it would be goddamn cool of you to go down to our Patreon and pledge a level of support. We have a number of levels with some cool gifts. To include our highest tier, you could be in an unaired one-shot with the cast of Awful Neutral. So, something to consider. We got a bunch of stuff out there. Yeah, Patreon's very exciting. That's cool. A lot of people were asking about that. Also, if you do enjoy the show, please uh, give us uh, a good five-star review. Uh, leave some good comments. Recommend us to a friend. That's probably the biggest thing. If you enjoy the show and you know people who also might uh, recommend us, the more listens we get, the better it's going to be. And I've been your Dungeon Master, Damien Mercado. Thank you for being patient with us as we deal with this quarantine madness. We're finally on a regular schedule, so expect fun episodes regularly coming to you on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to reach out to the show, please do so at AwfulDnd on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear back from you. Go ahead and say hi. Tell us you like the show. Leave us a comment. Leave an NPC name or even just leave an item you'd like to see. We love hearing from you. I think that's about everything. Thank you very much for listening to Awful Neutral. Later, nerds. Bye, everybody, and thanks for listening. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a good quarantine. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Goodbye, my friends. That was Kevin. Hey y'all, Chud Bingsley here for the Awful Neutral Podcast. We want to give a shout out to some honorary members of Gertrude's Dudes, some fine folks who subscribe to Awful Neutral's Patreon and help us keep the lights on. I call them Chud's Buds, but round here they're family. Well dang it, that sounds like an Olive Garden commercial. Who wrote this? Anyway y'all, we'd like to thank Rick Turpin, better known as Ronrick the Barbarian in Sastagarian circles, sent message to us through Hudson Hawk that he had our backs. If the posse's on our tail, he'll help us make bail. We thank you, Rick. Lindsay Taylor is a human name, but Lynn's Lord Taylor is the true elven name of this generous patron who was a supporter of light, learned of Gertrude's dude's fight against Lord Privilegington's might. And upon our flight, and later our imprisoned plight. Lindsay has been to the end of our tunnel of light. We thank ye. And last but definitely not least, we want to give a very special howdy and thanks to Malleus Varmentum, aka Roy the Snake, a very strong veteran member of the Thieves Guild who has mentored our Lothario and has sent support in these trying times. Malleus also enthusiastically pestered our fearless dungeon master into finalizing the Patreon, and Damien wants to personally thank him for that. As do I. We love all our Patreon subscribers. Chuds, buds, we couldn't do this without y'all. Thanks for supporting Awful Neutral. Tell all your friends to check us out and interact with us on social media at Awful D&D. Hudson Hawk uses Twitter a lot. Happy trails, y'all.
Hi, Lothario de la Pulga here. <laughs> Just kidding. It's me, Salvador Viesca. I tried to trick you. I know you can tell the difference between my voice and my distinct character voice for Lothario. For instance, here's Lothario saying the line to his mom. Mama, stop hitting me with that chancla. Okay, now here's Sal talking to his mom. Mama, stop hitting me with that chancla. I'm trying to record a podcast. I'm just kidding, that was Lothario. I keep trying to trick you, but really there's no difference. No difference at all. If you want to make a real difference to us as listeners of the show, please give us a five-star rating and a nice review on iTunes or wherever you get the podcast. Check us out on our Patreon for bonus content and follow us on Awful D&D on all social media. Um, just, just give us five stars, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>